What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. That's right, the only sports podcast that exists. This is episode 16. I'm Will. That's Casino over here. I never, you're, we're on opposite I, I, screens. I can never figure I, Yeah, I know. It looks different from my screen to your screen. <laughs> so I don't ever know. But what's going on today, Casino? Do I get that personal? No. What I talk? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, excited for the World Cup. That, that, that's all that needs to be said. Then, you know what? Let's actually. I was actually going to bring this topic up. Let's talk about the World Cup because it's taking place in Qatar. I believe is how you oh, say dude, it. I've I've heard so many bad things. So well, far. did you see I've, that? I've uh, so many. Yeah, the interview. The Danish guy, where mm-hmm. in the middle of a live broadcast, just these guys roll up on a on a golf cart and just like basically tell him like he can't film there and they're going to break his camera or some shit like that. Like why again? uh, Because they don't want you to see how shitty it is. Well, that's also the um, uh, Qatar is where in. uh, So it's in the middle East, which is also very similar to the WWE for a couple years now has been doing a pay-per-view every year called Crown Jewel that takes place in Saudi Arabia. And it's like a propaganda event put on by the government to like appease its people, but it's like funded by like their government. And they basically just pay like legends to put on the show. And then obviously the women on the show can't like have to be like fully clothed from like their neck down. And it's fucking that all that shit on that side of the country, when it comes to like events outside of their country, it's so fucking weird, man. It's like, why are you even having this shit here? If it's like, there's all these fucking things that are on a checklist where it's like, right. I, I mean, and that, that, that's and that's not you like culture shaming at all. It's from just why, like, well, it's also not even the culture thing. It's always like government shit and like, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, yeah, it's it's just, I I hate that when it's just government gets involved and like oh well i want to do it so here's a billion two billion dollars and yeah yeah it it's well it's also like Sorry, i'm just if, if i'm way off topic here let me know but it just that bothers me oh no we're probably way out of our depth in terms of talking about international politics on our sports podcast <laughs> but as it relates yeah, to so yeah, I try I, not to. dude i my two biggest weaknesses in life math and geography so those two topics, uh, 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 throw in other world's governments or other countries' governments. I mean, we can throw Foreign that policy. as number three. I can never <laughs> run as president. I just no. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, the but the thing that is uh, crazy in relation to sports that we're talking about is the World Cup is being held in Qatar because apparently. Well, we all know this. The world's run on money, and Qatar was basically like, "We'll give you a fuckload of money if you that's hold the World Cup." Here. That's what I was trying to get at, like in 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 the probably the worst way. I'm probably going to get comments on it for not knowing what I'm talking about, which I don't. But I do know that the world runs around money, and this is what it's based off of: the World Cups in Qatar because of money. Yeah, and then they're like basically making it so reporters and people covering the event are not allowed to say anything about where the event is taking place 
and only about like the event itself, which is which is one of those things where it's just like the NFL last week just had ger- games in Germany, and the whole week leading up to that was like how great Germany is and how excited Germany is for football. So it's weird to see the juxtaposition where one week later it's just like you can't say shit about Qatar unless it's like glowing reviews, and then they have the uh, the like uh world cup village or whatever where it's literally just shipping containers like with they are painted shipping containers with yep. painted windows and doors on them in like the middle of the fucking desert like what is i i don't even know how this i mean obviously then, we talked um, about it did you see the but... other one where it's about uh oh, sorry dog going crazy again <laughs> but did i see the other one where it's what um it's reported that it's going to cost almost a hundred dollars us for one beer what see that one yeah i did not oh yeah no that, that's another one that oh, sorry dropped my mic there on accident i was gonna yell at my dog um <laughs> but no it actually has been reported where uh by multiple sources so it's not just like a you know somebody just came up with it um it's gonna cost almost a hundred dollars per beer whether they keep it that way because there's been so many negative so much negative press on it who knows um you know but Qatar, they're gonna do whatever they want you know it's their country um it's so fucking weird man like but, literally uh, that's, everything that's, coming that's out of that that i heard is, is it could come out to almost a hundred dollars us well it's also one of those things where you hear now the whole focus of uh the whole focus of this like world cup instead of being the focus being on the world cup it's on like the conditions of where the world cup is and like all these like crazy things that keep happening which are only like more spotlighted by them doing it if that makes sense like if you didn't hear shit out of qatar about them doing anything then reporters would just be like oh yeah like these conditions are shit and then everybody would be like, oh, yeah, that sounds like shit. And then it'd be like the next news day, they'd be like, okay, let's talk about world soccer, right? But now because it's like these they conditions are shit. And then the next day, it's like now you were forbidden to say anything. And here's all these reports of people having their cameras smashed. Then that portion of the World Cup becomes a much bigger story because it's like shining a spotlight on how shitty it is. It's just that what the Barbara Streisand effect is what they call it, where you Mm -hmm. try to get rid of the problem by shining a bright light on it. And it just create makes the problem 10 times bigger. It's so it's ass backwards. It's so fucking dumb. But again, I'm sure this is all just leading up to the world cup. Once the world cup starts, all this shit's probably just going to go to by the wayside basically. But casino, you are uh, our resident soccer football uh football fanatic uh who's your picks for the world cup i will watch the world cup this year just for this podcast gotcha um who do i got with your uh audio cut out is your thing in It's plugged in. I don't... There you go. You're back. 
Um, okay, wait, let me reset you with the question. All right, Casino, as our resident soccer fanatic, football fanatic, who you got winning the World Cup? Um, Let's see. So does America, Sorry. USA, do they have a shot? No. Um, <laughs> I don't think they have a shot to win the whole thing by any means. They're still a young team. Um, and it's it's finally new to uh, uh, this us as bringing in U.S. bringing in young players and developing younger players. Years past, we would just keep going until players were in their forties, and they just couldn't keep up anymore. Um, but the Brazil has currently the best odds to win at uh, plus three fifty. Is this is going off of? which which site here uh just world cup odds is all i've got uh vegas insider so um but that that's where it's at currently um, so brazil is the perennial favorite correct um argentina's second and i think argentina may just be second because there's so much hype on uh messi saying this is going to be his last world cup that he's going to be involved in and he still has not won a World Cup. That's the one championship that has eluded him. Um, so that's going to be tough. Uh, France coming at three, England at four, um, then Spain, Germany, and then it goes on down the line. Um, U.S. is currently at uh, plus one, uh, plus 15,000. Um, <laughs> but here's Those the are good I odds. Think, Those I, are good I think, odds. I think the U.S. could get out of... I actually expect the U.S. to get out of group stage. Um, they have their first game Monday, uh, 11 Pacific time against Wales. Um, and that's going to be like the latest games you'll get. All the World Cup games are either going to anywhere from 2 a.m. to 11 a.m. are going to be all the games. Um, most of them happening anywhere from the 6 to 11 o'clock range uh, Pacific time again. Just because um, of the time difference with Qatar yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but some that I noticed is they are doing a pretty decent job of where your country's located. They are getting you on, on a normalish morning time schedule uh, as best they can. Um, but I do see that uh, the potential of U.S. making it to the round of 16, getting past that, I think would be a little tough because if things play out, just sit, I, I think France would probably be the most likely team that we'd win because they're in a group where if we come out second of our group and France comes out one in theirs, which they're expected to, we would play them. And I don't see us beating France in the round of 16. Um, but pretty much it would be a bust if they don't make the round of 16. They're, they're okay. kind of expected to make the round of 16. Um, and they're actually, they're actually minus to make, to get out of the group um moving on from there they're all plus on the odds i am completely ignorant when it comes to soccer right all the other sports we've covered on the show i've watched before this podcast i like them i understand them i can watch them for fun soccer has never been one of those i did watch the um which we didn't talk about on the show because i don't think we had a, a episode after that aired i did watch the uh, MLS Cup was a couple weeks ago where it was 
the Philadelphia versus Los Angeles. I did watch that. I still didn't understand soccer. I assume that was a good game because it went to like shootouts or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, Hmm. But I heard the MLS is like shit in terms of. That's where a lot of the big players go to retire. But I'll be honest, it it has the fan bases have started to grow. Um, They are starting to fill up stadiums. I mean, they are smaller stadiums um, where they play, but they are starting to fill them up. Um, So it, it is it is fun. And bringing over players who are towards the end of their career that have played on top tier teams, you know, it's always fun to see them come over and, and finish their career off in the MLS brings more people out. Um, but it has and keeps getting better and better because just like with our U S squad going into the world cup, there's a lot of U S young players that are now coming up and like, they're actually good at soccer because they've been playing their whole life. Um, yeah. Because the sport has gotten more recognized as they were kids and growing up. Um, and uh, so that, that's been fun to watch. And a, a lot of our big time superstars are actually playing overseas on big clubs. Um, like for instance, uh, Weston McKinney, uh, one of, one of our best, uh, uh, one of our best players. Uh, he plays for Juventus currently right now. So like, that's a, big time name i mean i'm sure you're not even a soccer fan but you i mean i know you're not a soccer fan but have you heard of that team at least which one um juventus i don't even know what that is no (laughs) never mind it's it's a big team Uh, i thought that was a person (laughs) you were saying it (laughs) no 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 but But, um, yeah it, it is pretty cool and then um like one of our leading goaltenders he plays for my uh european team arsenal so that's a pretty cool thing so and then we got a lot of players playing in the premier league or in the bundesliga which is the german league um so it it is it is quite nice that we have a lot of overseas talent um and young talent that are u.s u.s born or at least u.s uh um citizenship yeah so my my ignorant i don't know anything about this sport question is how do they determine the seeding for the world cup uh so there's always world ranking because you're playing friendlies you're playing other little tournaments here and there you got the olympics um you know that cuts every world cup you know it's two years every two years there's another big event uh for soccer so you you have a world rankings um throughout the throughout your year um so that's kind of where your seating comes from your seating comes from where you are ranked kind of in the world but when it comes to world cup your seating it's it's you are based off of regions and then you get picked like it gets it you get drawn out of a basically a fishbowl normally you get drawn out and then they'll they do different fun ways of showing it like one year like they cracked it open and then they were in eggs and shit and whatever <laughs> and so uh, then it says you know this person is playing in group b slot one and then the next one is group d slot two or something like that uh, okay so it's the the draw is a big day if you are a soccer fan it's always fun and nerve-wracking to watch uh, <laughs> but um, so it's yeah, basically uh, it literally is luck of the draw most, most times most yes oh yeah Damn. okay um and so we have in our group um uh, we have iran wales and england and are those better teams than us 
Um, we are pretty much on par with Wales. Um, England's obviously the better team. And then Iran is not too far behind. So it's actually England should win that that group stage. And then and it's going to be a dogfight to see who wins out of the out of the next three. All right. Because you need to be in the top two out of the groups to advance. All right. Well, uh, that was our hot, hot football soccer talk. Uh, thank you for that casino. Uh, mm-hmm. because i don't know any of this so we'll talk about the world cup as it goes on i will try to watch as many games as possible and hopefully by the end of it i will understand the sport uh let's let's move on to the other football uh the american football the old pigskin if you I, i've never liked that there's two sports named football and obviously soccer makes way more sense to be called football what would you call american football if you could rename it handball sounds weird right throw well, ball well, sounds weird handball's already a sport oh yeah so you can't even call it handball so what it'd be throw ball it'd be what I mean, would you call it i don't know i mean you already have footy um yeah uh, I, well it's also why is the focus on the foot for the football that's like call, call it pigskin i don't know i mean Maybe, but then you know that, that would have... be fun to watch. Did you catch the pigskin game last night? <laughs> so let's uh talk about the old pigskin, the old NFL week 11. And shockingly enough, I won last week by picking against my team. Uh, for well the good for you, Whoop thank you so much. Do. I, I loved it. I loved winning that week under those circumstances. Uh, but uh, starting this week, we're recording this Thursday afternoon. Uh, we actually have an intriguing and maybe potentially good Thursday night game, which is the Titans at the Packers. Who you got for this one, Casino? The the Titans currently six and three. The Packers four and six. Both I'm, coming off big wins last week. I'm gonna go. Packers on or not Packers, my I'm no sorry 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 totally wrong uh gotcha um <laughs> going Tennessee Titans on this one um I just don't think the tight or the Packers are going to be able to stop Derrick Henry no I don't think so I that's, don't think so either that's uh, that's that's where I'm going I agree with you I also pick Titans and I think it's uh for pretty much the same reasons you said only thing that is giving me red flags is obviously it's in Lambo, right? And who knows what the weather is going to be like. Cause when we get to that Buffalo game, they're expecting like six feet of snow for that game against the Browns. So I don't even know if they'll even play that game, but the Titans ruled out for uh, tonight's game, their center Ben Jones with a concussion uh, Amani Hooker, their safety for with a shoulder injury, their kicker has been ruled out, and their outside Jeez. linebacker. That's so crazy. So the in in terms of the center, the safety, I actually all those positions, right? Because the center that means there might be some bobbled snaps or some mishandled and snaps. This is, to, this is supposed to be snowy too. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like those conditions, you might Did you with say a that? new center. Oops. Uh, with a new kicker, like especially in those conditions, like they always talk about when it's that cold, as it probably will be in Lambeau, how the ball like 
freezes up and just becomes harder to hit. And I don't know. I think, especially after last week, if they can keep, if the Packers can keep up the momentum with, who was the the rookie wide receiver? It was, no, no, the rookie one who went off on the Cowboys last week. Uh, I will look up his name. I think it was Watson. Uh, Can I pull this up? Chris, it was it was Christian Watson. He had three touchdowns against the Cowboys. So now maybe if Aaron Rodgers finally has a reliable target like he did last week, he'll actually maybe be able to light it up. But Sorry, we've are seen you picking the Packers. I don't know. I don't Let's get to it. No, I'm picking the Titans. I'm picking right. the Titans. Uh, but I do think it'll be an interesting game to watch. But I really think if I was doing my power rankings right now, I think I would have this Titans team in the top four. I think the only team, no, top five. Top I five. think yeah. I would have uh, Chiefs number one, Eagles two. And then I think I would have Dolphins, Titans, and um, Vikings. That'd probably be my top five right there. I don't know if I put them in that order, but... I think I really like the Titans. I don't know why everybody's underselling them. They shut down the Chiefs team, which we've seen what one team do this entire season. And that was like a fluky game. Uh, Next up, now we move to the Sunday games, the three and seven Chicago Bears at the four and six Atlanta Falcons. Despite their records, this is probably going to be a really fun, entertaining game. We have... Mariota, we have Fields, we have a Bears defense that can't stop anybody against a Falcons defense that can't stop anybody. So, who and, you got and, for this and, one? And you saying that, I'm going to go with Chicago on this one. Uh, it is an upset. Atlanta's minus three. But I'm going to go with Chicago on this one because I think Justin Fields is just going to run all over the Falcons if he if he has to, which he will have to. Um Oh, I'm definitely I'm going Chicago on this one because I'm, even though I like watching Mariota play, um, I think it's going to come down to the quarterback play in this game. And I trust Justin Fields right now over Marcus Mariota. And that's where my pick's coming from. So I'm going Chicago. I am right there with you for pretty much the same reasons. Uh, interestingly enough, Chicago and Atlanta, both 26 and 27th in the league in points per game allowed. Only difference between them is 0.3 points. So not even a full point different in how many points they allow a game. And obviously they're, what, sixth and seventh worst in the league. So mm-hmm. I feel like this will be high scoring. I feel like this game's going to look a lot like the Bears-Lions game last week, right? Where yeah. it ended 31 to 30 and lost me my parlay card. And will, and that will basically guarantee that I do not bet this game either I mean, way. There's, there's, but there's, and there's so many players hurt on both teams. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. So you can't, I, I have trouble being like, oh, well, you know, that's, that one person is, or that team's got more injuries than the other team. They're both beat up in every position. So it's. Yeah. I, and it's, it comes down to which quarterback is going to be better and be able to, you know, get away from the, you know, backup linebackers and all that being out there. They're, they're going to need a scramble. And I just take Justin Fields over that. I completely agree. Especially when we saw a rough, maybe the roughest, 
Marcus Mariota game last week on Thursday night where he just looked bad. Like maybe the first time all season he's looked legitimately bad and legitimately made you question or like answer the question of why it hasn't, why has it taken him this long to be a starting quarterback in the NFL again? Like that Thursday night was exactly why, but I don't think he'll have any problem against this bears defense, but we're both picking the bears because of Justin or because of Justin Fields, basically Uh, next up my team casino who has signed two defensive tackles one being in Dominican Sue within the past two days to stop their abysmal abysmal run defense go against the four five and one Jeff Saturday led Indianapolis Colts Eagles at the Colts Eagles now eight and one who you got in this game casino I mean Colts are trending no mm-hmm. I'm going to Eagles 100 percent um, like you said, like that, they're they're going to be able to really work on that uh, stopping the run with the Colts, and for that reason, I think I'm I'm going Philly. They 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 fixed a spot that needed to be fixed. So. I think I think the Colts are a sneaky good team. I don't think they're a great or really anything will come out of this team. Maybe I guess. Well, in the AFC South, they're still, what, two and a half games behind the Titans, so I don't even think they'll sniff the playoffs or anything like this, but they'll definitely, they definitely fight every week, and, but we talked about the Jeff Saturday coaching debut against the Raiders, but the Raiders at this point are probably, what, the worst team in the NFL, if not one of the worst three in the NFL, so, and they barely won. I, I don't, I just don't think the Eagles coming off of that loss they're going to take it lightly i think they're going to come out and be pissed so i'm going with the eagles fingers crossed hopefully they obviously lost their tight end on monday on that egregious no call on the face mask they're trying to shore up that defensive line obviously really missing jordan davis for run support which when he's on the field the opposing running back gets three yet less yards a carry just with his presence on the field which is fucking insane like that's a crazy stat but in Dominican Sue they also signed the former Vikings defensive tackle the pro bowler uh Linval Joseph so this Eagles defense has always been great on the D-line just because they can plug and play so many different bodies right that's why they got the Bears uh Robert Quinn at the trade deadline just so they can keep switching him switching up that defensive front I think they'll do enough to beat this Colts team but uh, I went to the Eagles bar on Monday with my wife she had her friend and uh, her boyfriend who came with us and her friend said a very interesting thing which I was like yeah like I can't believe it hasn't happened yet even though I look back and it did where it was like this Eagles team has been dominant in most of the games they played, but they have not blown out one team. The only team they blew out was the Vikings on Monday Night Football. So she just turned to me and she was just like, it'd be real fucking nice if they could just blow out a team for once. And I fucking agree. So can you please, Eagles, blow out this Colts team? It'll restore my faith in just humanity as a whole. And for the first time all season, Casino, I'm picking the Eagles to win this game. It, it, my streak ended last week, so now it's open open uh, territory. Open season? 
open season yeah. on picks eagles next up it just ended up this way on the schedule we now are now talking about your team which i feel like happens all the time right they always yeah. put the eagles and patriots games next to each other uh the six and three new york jets at your five and four new england patriots what i am first before i ask who you got miss what is the line for this game minus three for new england i kind of agree with that I think before mm-hmm. you make your pick, I think it's going to be the Patriots because if Zach Wilson, that motherfucker, our favorite quarterback in the league, just in terms of who he's betting, if he goes in to New England <laughs> and betting. beats a Bill <laughs> Belichick defense, he should, Bill Belichick should retire. Zach Wilson is, he's been god awful this season, Casino. God awful. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, Belichick's going to work him again. I'd be blown away shocked if Belichick loses to Zach Wilson. He hasn't yet. He <laughs> He's owned Zach Wilson. There's been so many turnovers by the Jets when they play the Patriots with Zach Wilson at the helm. Um, I'm going Patriots on this one. Minus three, I'd probably put more like six, five, something around there. Um, I just think the Jets are going to have too many turnovers. And it's going to be kind of like last game where um, – the Patriots didn't blow out the Jets. They beat the Jets, and they yeah. still had like four turnovers on them. So it's going to have to come back down to that. Um, where you, I mean, you, you saw what just happened. The Jets, who they just beat. So, I mean, they're not a bad team. They're they're, they're a damn good team. But um, I just uh, I think the Patriots defense. And Belichick against Zach Wilson, um, until proven otherwise, I'm going to go with Bill Belichick against Zach Wilson. The teams themselves, um, the Jets are probably right there with the Patriots on skill level-wise. Um, yeah. But, uh, I, I just think it's going to come down to, can Zach Wilson protect the football against Belichick defensive schemes? I don't think so. Because he hasn't shown me that anytime they've played him, it's been interception after interception after interception. I think um, Matt Judon is going to have at least two sacks, probably three. I'm really hoping for four. Uh, he's going to definitely be pressuring the hell out of. They're going to probably double Matt, um, and then. But if you do that, then you're going to have Wise on the other side, who last game was also getting to Wilson. So I'm going Patriots just because I think Belichick knows how to pressure Zach Wilson into throwing picks because that's how it's been all the games that we've played against the Jets, Jets with him at, at the helm. So that's where I'm going with that. Belichick beats Zach Wilson. I mean, bold claim, bold claim. <laughs> but, um, the greatest co- football coach of all time beats Zach Wilson. Take it to the bank. You heard it here first. You won't get that kind of guarantee on any other sports show. (laughs) But uh, weirdly enough, I just talked about how for some reason our teams, especially this season, always appear to be right next to each other. On the rush yards per game allowed, the uh, New England Patriots are 19th. The Eagles are 20th. So, and... When it comes to the run game, they both allow, on average, 4.7 yards a carry. The Eagles allow 124.8 yards rushing per game. The Patriots allow 120.7. So 
those two, and then on the other defensive stats, they're like wildly different. But just in terms of rush defense, they're basically the same, which is crazy because I would have thought your team was way better on rushing defense than my team, which no, feels if like could, a if, sieve. If you could get if you could get to the outside on the Patriots, it's over. They 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 can't they can't stop the outside because they play such a uh, loose zone defense, the bend not break defense. So. See, they, they, if you get to the outside, it's over. See, and that's crazy because with my team, we have just small athletic guys on the D line. So it's always right up the middle. And then they just get pushed around because they're not big fat guys, which is why Jordan Davis helped so much because he's a giant person who just, you know, you put right in the middle. So hopefully them getting two giant guys they could just put right in the middle helps that with the Eagles, but with the Patriots. If you could get by the edge rushers of the Patriots, um, there's not going to be anybody near you for five to eight yards. Yeah. And well, uh, also we'll see how the Jets just came off a bye. Now they have James Robinson because they lost Brees Hall to the season ending. I believe it was ACL. But so the Patriots are coming off a bye as well. Yeah. And also I feel like, well, we're also both picking the Patriots, and I feel like that's the main reason right there, right? You gave Bill Belichick an extra week to prepare for a Jets team that doesn't He's feel old. as good as they their record indicates, and they're losing guys, and they have Zach Wilson at quarterback. Well, Bel- so. Belichick's going to make this go, go for 14 in a row against the, the Jets, so. Oh. Well, there you go. I uh, Make it 15. Uh Actually, we'll make it 20. When do the Jets ever beat the Patriots? But uh, next up, we have the Eagles slaying Washington Commanders now at 5-5 five and five at the 1-7-1 and one Houston Texans. Uh, Carson Wentz was cleared to start, did not practice all week. They're still going with Heineke because why wouldn't they? He's 3-1 and one in his last four starts. Uh yeah, I don't think there's much to talk about in this game. I no. think the Commanders are just a better team. They're also getting uh, Chase Young back for this game, I believe, after he's been out I for so as well. Yeah, a couple months. If I read the reports right. Yeah, so it may be a trap game because of all the emotion last week. The Texans obviously aren't one of those rollover teams. They play teams hard, but I just think Commanders have to build on that momentum. Yeah, and so- physically unable to perform expected to return week 11 so um yeah you should be playing this week yeah and uh weirdly enough the commanders are in position for that last wild card spot like kind of there with i believe the teams in the mix were like the packers and the falcons kind of i think the bears are also within two games of that last spot so Maybe commanders could sneakily sneak into the playoffs, last playoff spot. Who knows? I don't know. Actually, but moving on. Yeah, we're I mean, we're obviously both picking commanders on that one. <laughs> uh next up. God, this is this is a weird game, man. Uh the three and six Los Angeles Rams at the three and seven New Orleans Saints. Uh obviously Cooper uh Cooper Cup out for the season with uh i believe it was a knee injury or maybe that was also acl uh, and high ankle sprain high ankle sprain god and then new orleans saints are sticking with andy dalton even though Jameis winston i guess 
was uh, there was a toss-up of who would start this week dalton or winston so who you got miss game casino weird teams weird schedule weird on this one really i just don't i i am i think without that star receiver for the rams they're going to struggle figuring out where they want to get the ball to um as much as they do i'm not saying that all the other players are bad but trying to get them get it to higby robinson you know like they're they're going to be able to give to him but are those receivers ready for the uptake of receptions um like for the year cooper cup going from first to uh, cup and then higby there is a uh 33 uh target difference so Jesus. and that's it, his higby's the second uh, yeah, and most then after, targeted, right? And then after yeah. the Higby is forty-seven, so you're at, oh, you're at fifty-one, um, yeah, fifty-one more targets for Cup over Robinson. So, uh, I just I feel like LA is going to struggle with, and and you know Stafford, I still don't think is going to be a hundred percent, um, because he's expected to play, right? Who? Stafford. Yes, I believe Stafford's back. Yeah, but, but so like he's you know I don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent and you know to bail him out he doesn't have his number one receiver. I'm not saying the Saints are good, but I I'm going to take the Saints on this one over the Rams. I think the Rams are just going to struggle on being able to move the football as much as they need to move it. Uh. Yes, uh, so I believe he was out with a concussion, and it looks like he's been conc- he's cleared. been cleared from concussion protocol. So most likely he'll start. But I really thought this is where we would start differing because I also picked it the Saints. He's questionable for for week eleven, and you know then that, that makes it even you know more reason I'm going to probably pick the Saints here. Not probably I'm picking the Saints. Yeah. I thought this is where we would differ. I, for some reason, thought you would pick the Rams, but pretty much for the same reasons you said, I'm picking the Saints. I just think they, the Rams, as you said, lost basically their entire offense. Like we know this, the Rams has, there's been a problem in the Sean McVay offense ever since he became coach. They have no run game, right? So they had no run game. They just did it all by the passing game uh Matthew Stafford his not even his security blanket his only target was always Cooper Cup who just always the entire defense would know he was getting the ball and he would still get it and he would be targeted 20 times a game and catch 14 15 of them so I think he's maybe uh one of the biggest like when he's not on the field one of the biggest scheme changes maybe in the nfl because i mean you look at like miami if hill was out you still have waddle who's basically right there with him like there's nobody yeah. on the rams that's close to cup in terms of production or nobody. his presence on the field yeah so this this rams team it's going to be interesting to see what they do with no run game no passing options basically they have the tight end but they got the Allen robinson who hasn't done anything all season so does he finally step up where he's you know hoisted to the number yeah, that's one what i was saying is somebody it, i'm 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 picking saints but i mean the rams they could win this game but you have yeah. to ask the other receivers and tight end to step up well it's also like we always talk about the rams offense what has happened to this 
allotted Rams defense. They still have the best who who many people in the NFL. Yeah, he's he's still playing well. Yeah, uh, they say he's the best defensive player in the NFL, Aaron Donald, and they still have Jalen Ramsey. They have Bobby Wagner. They have well, all these we've, crazy. We've talked, we've talked about this plenty of times. I don't think we've really talked about it on this show, um, but or that this podcast. But uh, Ramsey's Swiss cheese, man. He's oh yeah, not as he's not as good as everybody makes him out to be. He got paid, and now. I'm sure there's regret on that. Yeah, they are. The Rams are only allowing the fourth least amount of points per game, 22.2, but they've been losing games because their offense can't put up any points. So I don't know. They're also not getting to opposing quarterbacks. They're uh, 25th in the league in most sacks that the defense has uh, gotten. So that's the recipe for how you beat this team. You score more than three touchdowns and you don't let them hit your quarterback. And here we are, three and seven. We're start by a uh, Super Bowl champion in NFL history. So rough year if you're a Rams fan. Luckily, because they're in LA, there aren't many Rams or Chargers fans. So nobody's that heartbroken. Next up, Casino, a game that, uh, oh, Again, breaking news on the podcast as of 22 minutes ago with this next game. Uh, Cleveland Browns, 3-6 and six, at the 6-3 six and three Buffalo Bills. The game has been moved. We talked about earlier in the podcast how this game was going to have six feet of snow in Buffalo. This game has been moved to Ford Field in Detroit. So they will now hmm. be playing this game in a dome instead of outside in the snow, which sucks because those games are always fun to watch. And, but and, and you, you, you should you pay, get paid millions of dollars. Just do it. Buffalo fans will show up. You know that. Yeah, I still remember that Eagles. I believe Eagles Steelers game where they played in the snow. It was like it's just a cool setting for a football game. I still where... remember the Patriots Raiders game. That's true in snow, huh? Nothing happened the, that game. <laughs> yeah. The start to a dynasty and nothing, nothing else to say about that. Uh, but I, oh, I, hell, did you watch, did you watch this the last night? There was the West Michigan, Central Michigan game. I did not. I was watching oh, it was, NBA. It was, look at the highlights of that. If they're talking about issues of snow, I mean, it's not six feet, but <laughs> it was still like shin level high that they had to keep brushing off. So did you see speaking of just random, I love how the, uh, the Mac puts on random games. I think like on Tuesday or Wednesday nights, I believe this week it was Tuesday. Did you see that Toledo game that, uh, the Toledo college football game no, I that didn't. happened a couple nights ago, dude, it was the, the Mac it was a just, Tuesday night. No, I, I didn't. I didn't watch that one, man. They put on just some, the golden Knights and the, the rebels. They just put on some fun games. It was it was Tuesday night. It was Bowling Green against Toledo. Bowling Green won 42 to 35. It was a dude, mm. it was a fun game. It was a good game to watch. I like uh, how Tuesday is just dedicated to Mac football. It's nice. It's nice. But uh I honestly would have probably picked the Browns in an upset pick if they were playing outside in the snow just because I feel like the Browns are more built uh 
like offensively, you know, with their running game, their two back punch in the snow. And then the bills kind of have the Rams issue where they don't really have a rushing game outside of their quarterback. But now that it's in a dome, I mean, this is bills. I was going to be right there with you. I was going to take Cleveland for those reasons. Um, and I mean, yeah, I, I was, even though it was in Buffalo in the snow, I, you know, you're gonna have to, run the ball and who's got the better running game. Um, but, and I mean, even with, and then you say Josh Allen as a quarterback is running. Well, Jacoby Brissett is also a decent running quarterback. That's true. So I was going to take that all day, but now it's in a dome uh, as of 22 minutes ago, I'm taking Buffalo on this one. I switched my pick. Well, also the, the Buffalo bills defense is seventh best in the league against the run. They're only allowing, a hundred and nine point if it was in the snow like oh yeah i think you throw that out the window but now i'm saying that it's in a dome and the conditions aren't a factor like oh yeah they're they're gonna they're gonna take on cleveland now so i'm going buffalo for this for this pick yeah i agree also the browns are 19th in the league in pass yards allowed so i expect josh allen i expect this to be the rebound game for the bills right everybody has already written off the bills uh, kind of me included because i feel like at this moment i feel like i would take three afc teams ahead of them the three teams being chiefs uh titans dolphins maybe ravens just because they're multifaceted on the offense but i don't know i don't know casino bills uh they got to show me something here to win back my love and support for the bills uh next up i just mentioned them the three and seven carolina panthers at the six and three baltimore ravens coming off a bye week huge spread oh god what is it 13 dear lord uh i don't i don't agree with that but i'm gonna take baltimore on this one um just as you said, they've got the multifaceted to their game. Uh, I don't think Carolina is going to be able to stop their offense from moving. Um, elaborate on that a little bit. I think I hear my kid, so continue. Yeah, so I am also picking the the Baltimore Ravens for pretty much the reasons Casino said. They're also coming off a bye. Uh, John Harbaugh, you know, got an extra week to prepare for a Carolina Panthers team that I believe they will be starting Baker Mayfield in this game. So. I always say they can't uh, get worse than PJ Walker, but they can't they can't get worse than PJ Walker. But they are starting Baker Mayfield in this game, so he'll be slightly better. I don't know, maybe he'll be way better with this reemergence yeah, of a right run now. game, like a two a two back run game. The Carolina Panthers now have. Uh, but yeah, I think it's Baltimore Ravens. Panthers kind of feel like. Uh, the Ra- or the Raiders or the Texans where they put up a fight, but they just don't have enough of the talent to basically finish those fights. So we're both going Ravens Casino. Next up, uh, I think a sneaky entertaining game, potentially, but a bad matchup on paper. The Detroit Lions 3-6 and six at the 7-2 and two New York Giants. Who you got for this one, Casino? Uh, I'm going to take Detroit on this one because... We've talked about the decline of New York. Um, I just think, I think it's time. And I think, you know, Detroit showing some fight um, last week. I, I, I think that's going to spark them. I last two weeks, but I I think that's going to spark them into 
rolling and beating the Giants on this one. Not saying the Giants are going to play bad. I think uh, it's minus three for for the Giants. I think this is going to be a close game. But I do think, I mean, it could even happen like what happened last week. I think a one-point win for Detroit. But I think they're going to get it pulled off. Um, That's my, my hot upset there. Casino wants to pull off a lion is all I heard in that uh, prediction right there. <laughs> but I mean, we do live in Las Vegas. The secret garden is right down the street. Uh, I'm going but... to the zoo on Thursday in San Diego. So next oh, man, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Um, now, I was you get also... breaking news alerts you know, from the San Diego Zoo next Thursday on Thanksgiving. Um, you don't even need to bother. You know what happened. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot next Thursday is uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about the podcast casino. What we do with it, who knows? This just, I just remember this. But. Uh, yeah, I won't be able to do it on Thursday. I could probably do it on Friday. I could I could do it on Friday. All right. So we might just put the podcast off till Friday next week. The second episode, the first episode will still have Monday. But uh I was right there with you where I was going to pick the Lions to upset the Giants until I was looking up the stats. The uh, Detroit Lions are the second worst in the league in rush defense, allowing 161 yards a game, which is... But we've known this. We've known all this. Yeah, and then Justin Fields ran for 180 yards on them last week. Yeah, but they still won. (laughs) I mean, is New York's defense going to be good enough? That's true. I'm I'm just gonna go Detroit on this one. I think they're they're feeling it, and and the Giants are due for a loss. Um, I mean, Giants going eight and two. I just I would lose my mind. I can't I can't believe the this is what I hate and love about the NFL. The Eagles are having their best season maybe ever, and then the NFC East too. For years, everybody was like, "This is the worst division in football." All of a sudden. They have the Cowboys and Giants who are having like career years uh, against this Eagles team that's having like the best season they've ever had. So that's why I hate and love the NFL. But I don't now, I don't want the Lions to lose this game. I will be rooting for the Lions, obviously, because the Giants are in my division. But the Giants only being a game back on the Eagles and we still have to play each other twice. Like, that's that's a scary thought to me, especially when they get the kind of end of season break that the Eagles got beginnings of the season break where they're just playing cupcakes after cupcakes. Basically, the next couple weeks they play. Well, they just played the Texans. Now they're playing the Lions. Then they play the Cowboys, which will, you know, be a test. And then they get Commanders, Eagles, uh, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. So they were in that spot where they were playing, you know, the Jaguars, the Titans, the this is the last of it. And then all of a sudden it's a race basically to the end. So yeah, I don't know. Last uh last two months of this season are gonna be real good. There's a lot of like really oh, yeah. tight races between teams that are I mean, in a month Probably. from now, every single nobody has anything locked up. A month from now, every single seed could be in a different position. Like that's that's crazy, especially when we're talking about these games where it's so many six, seven win teams against three win teams. Like it's crazy. We still have right. that much like undecided, but um, I'm picking the Giants just because I don't trust this 
Lions defense, but That's I right. want the Lions to win. Next up, a game I will not watch literally one Let's second. Let's not even of. just talk about. It. Let's just make our pick on it. <laughs> the two and seven Raiders at the Den at the three and six Denver Broncos. I'm picking Broncos. I'm picking Broncos. Um, I want the Raiders to lose. I want to. I want the tickets to be dirt cheap when December 18th comes around. So. <laughs> this is now we're officially on this podcast at Raiders ticket price watch. So yeah. we should actually casino pull up what the tickets are now. I'll write it down and then we'll see if they go down as of next week. You got it. I'm pulling it up on a game time app. Um, oh, so we're not sponsored. Go. We're not sponsored by them, but that's who I'm going to pull it up. I always buy my tickets at SeatGeek. That's fair. I like them too. I mean, um, so whichever one wants to sponsor us, you will be the official ticket price sponsor of, <laughs> except right, for um, Ticketmaster because I fucking hate Ticketmaster. Oh, you. everybody does. Um, so this this in um for let's see um. I'm finding ticket upper bowl. Um, the cheapest I see here. This is all in. This is this fees yeah. included. This is everything. Uh, two seventy eight, which is still ridiculously high. That is a that is very high. Two seventy eight. We will see how. Um, okay. Like two go. weeks ago. Um, go two grandma. weeks ago. Uh, they were over four hundred. So they've already oh. dropped like one hundred and thirty. So at the moment they're 278. We will check back with some hot ticket talk next week. Also, Casino, before we get into the next game, you want to quickly do a Casino's fantasy corner? Anything um, to talk about with your fantasy team? We've we're almost through all the yeah, games and you have yet is, to mention shambles. My my fantasy team is in shambles right now because of all the injuries. Because I had Cup, I had AJ Brown, and I had Goddard. So I've had to move some things around. So where I is AJ Brown injured? Uh, he's questionable. Um, so this I'm is news to me. He's questionable. Uh, it's talking about uh, limited at practice on Thursday. Um, uh, his injury report will be reveal whether or not Brown enters the weekend with you know play or not. Um, he should play, but we'll we'll see. Um, so currently, I have him on the bench as a question mark. Um, so replacing Goddard, I pulled uh, Tennessee's uh, Hopper, um, Austin Hopper, Hooper, however you want to say his name. Is it Hooper? I think it's Hooper. Austin Hooper. Hooper. Yeah, it's yeah. double O. It's Hooper. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I picked up him. I think, you know, playing Green Bay, I think he's got a good shot. Uh, I think Tannehill will be aiming for him quite often. Uh, he's picked up in the past couple weeks as targets. Um I've also put in the flex. I picked up because uh, I would have played because uh, I told you, I think last episode I had picked up um, Wilson Jr. for Miami um, yes. for running back. Which but good he's pick on a up. buy right now. Thank you. He's on a buy right now. So I also had to pick up uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. for the Rams. And now I think with Cup being out, and this is why I kind of went this route, picked up a heavier running game because I feel like they're going to have to run the ball quite often. So I picked him up and he's starting to show a little bit more, um, a little more promise. So that's kind of where I am, but I'm still projected to win. I'm still nine and one facing the nine and one guy, but my rest of the season, I'm playing all cupcakes. So <laughs> I should be pretty good to get into the, 
uh, get into the playoffs. I still want that first week by, but I don't think it's going to happen because I checked out his schedule and he's also got cupcakes outside of our fourth place person. So, which is also a cupcake. So we're yeah. the, uh, fighting it out. So there's casinos fantasy corner for you. Uh, my quick fantasy update. Cause I know everybody cares. I've scored the most points in my league by 45 points. And I'm in third just because I get bad matchups and I fucking hate it. I have the most points scored against my team, which again, I fucking hate. Uh, gotcha. uh he's, he's above me by 14 points. Um, and then between us and third place is 200 points. Jesus. Yeah. We, yeah. Mine. Dude, my but I have my, the least uh, I have the least points uh against um which I don't have any control over but I do. <laughs> my uh league this year it's a 12 team league. It's very close between the wins that separate first place and eighth place are two. So everybody is within I have 6 wins, the top 2 have 7 and then the four just it scares me every time. Yeah. The five below me have five wins. So it's very tightly contested. Uh, that's been Casino's Fantasy Corner. Let's go to the maybe potentially game of the week. And that is the six and three Cowboys at the eight and one Minnesota Vikings. Who you got for this one, Casino? I'm going to go Vikings on this one just because I want to see Dallas lose. <laughs> what and is the think, line on this one aren't the uh, cowboys one, favored it's cowboys are favored by one and a half that that to me is insane i don't know how they're favored i don't agree with that and this is why i just want minnesota to win uh, i do think minnesota i think the teams are pretty fairly even in skill wise but i think being in minnesota they're going to take the advantage on this one uh, um plus they're rolling pretty high after their previous win so i'm gonna go this is this is the the, the cowboy bias. The Vikings beat the best team in the AFC. The Cowboys lose to a three and six Packers team, and the next week those two teams, the team that just lost to the three and six team, is favored over the team that just beat the best team in the AFC. That's insane. The yeah. disrespect for the Vikings is is astronomical this season i mean i don't think they're as good as their record indicates but they're still potentially a top two top three team in the nfc where the cowboys are we've seen their much allotted defense uh kind of crumble over the past couple weeks their run defense is obviously one of the worst in the league at 29th i believe so the Vikings should be able to run all over them. This game isn't in prime time, so I still trust non-prime time Kirk Cousins. And yeah, I think this Vikings team is rolling. And uh, Trayvon Diggs is going to have to cover Justin Jefferson. So I feel like it's just going to be another heavy, heavy Justin Jefferson day. Justin like, Jefferson game. It, yeah, so I think it's Vikings. And I would say uh vikings maybe by a touchdown maybe by 10 I points i don't think it's going to be close I, I don't either uh next up uh the five and four cincinnati Bengals at the three and six pittsburgh steelers who you got for this one casino 
man it's gonna be another snowy game it's supposed to be uh it says snow 29 degrees um i'm gonna go cincy i just i i want to see them continuing to go well uh in reality i kind of want them to lose though because i want the patriots to keep moving up on that uh spot list but i do think since he takes this one over the steelers I agree. I think the Bengals defense is being undervalued in the league. They have like the best second half defense in the entire league. And especially against, you know, Kenny Pickett, uh, who's shown flashes, but I don't think he has it. And then Najee Harris kind of just doesn't have his, it doesn't look like he has the same kind of production or burst that he did last season for whatever reason. I don't know what happened to him. They also lost Chase Claypool. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster. So it's like who steps up on this Pittsburgh team that is just has always been allotted for how great they are at finding, you know, wide receiver talent in the later rounds of the draft. So do they potentially have somebody on their roster that can step up in the absence of, you know, the people we just mentioned. So I don't know. I feel like this game's more interesting than it, the, the standings indicate. I'll definitely be checking this one out, especially because it's, you know, in the afternoon, they only have three games. So it'll be easier to check in on them, especially when I'm not watching one second of the Raiders Broncos game, because both those teams are just aggravating to watch as a football fan, but I'm picking the, Bengals as well uh we're obviously on this podcast both fans of Joey B so hopefully he uh continues you know just having the ball rolling next up we move to the Sunday night game the seven and two Kansas City Chiefs at the five and four Los Angeles Chargers uh I think this has potential to be a blowout of the week blowout I just think the Chargers, they just lost too much. The Chiefs look like they're finally starting to get rolling the past couple weeks. And yeah, I think this... The Chiefs did just lose um, uh, due to injury. Uh, Hard, hard, uh, oh my gosh. I have him on my fantasy team. Uh, Nicole Hardman? Yeah, so uh, he's out right now. He's going on to injury reserve. Um. I have three players on my fantasy team going on injury reserve right now. Goddard, Ugh. Hub, and Harvin. But and Juju get rid of any of them. Well, Juju Smith-Schuster is also scheduled to play in this game. He's missing practice, but they only list him as questionable. I would honestly be shocked if he plays this game. There's no oh, way. There's but no I, way he should be in this game. I still think uh, Patrick Mahomes, they will find a way to, to win this game. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, what? He was out in the first or second quarter last week, and Mahomes still threw four touchdowns. He still has Kelsey. He still has running backs out of the backfield. I think, yeah, I think uh, Mahomes is really asserting his dominance as best quarterback in the AFC, at least. Uh, Definitely in the NFC. I don't think anybody's close to him. So next up we have in Mexico City, the Monday night game. The San Francisco 49ers. So stupid. Sorry. <laughs> My kid agrees. <laughs> San Francisco oh, 49ers, five and four at the four and six Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray, it looks like he will also miss this game. So we'll get another Colt McCoy performance, which actually gives me more confidence in the 
Cardinals than if Murray was playing, but I still think it's the 49ers. Everybody I feel like keeps waiting for the 49ers to get to where everybody thinks they should be, which is NFC championship like caliber. So they didn't really impress me against the chargers last week. Uh, especially after they were coming off a bye and they had an extra week and then they only beat the Chargers by six points. You know, when we talk about how depleted the Chargers have been. So I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm I, going uh, I'm going San Fran though still. Oh, I agree. So they're five and four. They play the Cardinals, the Saints, the Dolphins, the Bucks, the Seahawks, the Commanders, the Raiders, the Cardinals. They have a... Uh, we, I think we talked about this last week. They have, or last episode, they have a chunk there where they could potentially lose four of the next, what, of the last, I should say, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have eight more games. They could potentially lose four of them. So I feel like they really need to at least win the next two against the Cardinals and 49ers and then kind of finish off strong against the, or I'm sorry, against the Cardinals. And then they finished with the Raiders and Cardinals. So, yeah, this team, I really just feel like now's the time to, like, turn on the gas and you kind of need to start building up wins to at least... You have to. To at least get the wild card. Yeah. I agree. So, that is our Week 11 picks. We have... I don't believe we have really any differences. I think we only have... The Lions-Giants game is the only difference we have this week, Casino. So our picks rest on the Lions-Giants game, which is, I mean, that's what you come to this podcast for. That kind of suspense. That's that's the game that you want to watch. (laughs) Uh, But let's quickly just do a, uh, a recap of the NBA and NHL at the moment, uh, Casino. Yeah, you run NBA, and then I'll run uh, NHL. I'm yeah. feeding my kid. So, so do you want to? Well, I apologize for all of uh, all the screaming child work here. <laughs> we are. I uh, had to no, stop like in the middle of this podcast to change a dirty diaper. So yeah, this is the father's podcast, the father's yeah. sports fan we're, podcast. We're changing it, changing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, if we want to go hockey. Um, yeah let's start hockey, hockey first we'll go nba um well first things first the bruins are still on a tear um still looking absolutely phenomenal um loop, sorry um trying to get to their standings here because of their bruins the at the moment stuff. are 14 and 2 14 and 2 um they're 14 and 2 um tonight they do have um they have the Flyers, which is going to probably be another victory. Then the Blackhawks, another victory. I don't see a true tough until they get to the Lightning. Um, so the, the Bruins can just keep going. But um, with hockey, anything can happen at any time. Um, so going quickly over into the conferences in the Atlantic, you have the Bruins at 14-2, Maple Leafs, and then Panthers. Um, and then a shocking uh, not too shocking. I, I knew they were going to be good, but I didn't expect them to be this good. Out of the Metropolitan, the New Jersey Devils, they're actually on an 11-game winning streak. Um, they're 13-3, and three, followed by the Islanders, and then the preseason favorites, uh, the Hurricanes sitting in the third spot, Wild Card being the Lightning and the Rangers. So pretty much that, that, is, that, that pretty much fits exactly where I was thinking that the, that whole Eastern Conference would be. Um, 
with the the people making the playoffs, but not in that current order. Um, And then moving on over to the uh, Western Conference, you do have the Golden Knights, our Golden Knights still sitting at 13-4. They're currently on a two-game losing streak. Um, They went on a five-game home or five-game away uh, stand, which they did really, really good. Uh, Brought back full 10 full points, but then they've dropped the last two at home. They have one more at home coming up uh, before they go on another road trip. So maybe they can right the ship a little bit. Uh, King, yeah, go Knights go. She agrees with that. She loves saying that. <laughs> um, but then the Kings, the shocking one is that the Kraken are a, the Kraken are ahead of the Oilers and the Flames, which is a little bit of news. But um, I don't expect that to last long term. Um, the Kraken, though, argue they can make their argument for potential wild card um, if they keep playing pretty good here. Um, and then after that, it's uh, pretty, pretty sad looking. Uh, no other team outside of outside of the top six in in the two divisions, and then the two wild card spots. Everybody else is um, other under seven hundred, so or under five hundred. So they're not they're not good teams. Um, my uh, my NHL question to you is looking at that central division, we have all the teams in that within three games of each other, and it kind of looks like nobody's really taking the reins in that nobody. division compared to the other uh, divisions Correct. you just talked about. So who do you see currently from what you've seen this season so far? Who do you think in the central division is the team that kind of rises to the, you know, the top of this standings. Um, I I said before, like early on when we did started with the the hockey preseason uh, talk. I did say that the stars were going to be pretty good, um, and the Avalanche were going to have a bit of a uh, hangover when it comes to their Stanley Cup. They have they're still in playoffs. They're still sitting third, but I I I do think the stars are just going to kind of keep going away with this one um i like their coach i like what they put together um i can't really see and then all the other teams outside of those top three um the jets the avalanche and the stars uh they're all kind of rebuilds uh the blues though they're they've won uh i think three straight here let me check uh, one of them being us no they've won four straight so i didn't expect them to be where they were um starting the season uh they really fell hard but um this four game win streak here uh, they i could see them potentially making a good run and pushing hard but i don't know if they're gonna be able to get up to dallas's tier and stay there yeah yeah it's uh so far it's been a pretty entertaining uh NHL season they do the i think it's like the wednesday or thursday night espn uh hockey games that they've now kind of shifted over to college basketball which we haven't even really talked about but i don't really even follow follow college basketball until I it gets to pretty pretty good we just we just have so much to talk about and yeah as you can see we don't have a lot of time i'm finishing this podcast while feeding my kid snacks <laughs> so is there do you uh i don't really ever follow college basketball till it gets uh march madness and all that kind of stuff do you have any college basketball hot takes or any um i mean there's a takes 
um, a good game not the other day where um, can just go here. Uh, Sunday, we're going to today. It's moved back over to Tuesday. Um, Tuesday, there was a a couple good good basketball games where um, there were some upsets. Where is it here? Um, uh, Michigan State uh, beat in double OT number four Kentucky, which was a pretty pretty awesome game to watch. Um, considering that was like in one of those little tournaments that they do, you know, pre-conference play. Yeah. Um, which was that that was an intense one. Um, also, then last night you did have uh, number <laughs> you did have number two Gonzaga uh, lose to number eleven uh, Texas in blowout fashion. Um, they won by nineteen, but there's a point there where they were almost up thirty or were up thirty. So Jesus. it was. It was in Texas. It was electric. The coach is throwing his hands up to the crowd on the side, like getting them into it. So that was that was fun. And then uh, you, our UNLV running Rebels uh, did upset on Tuesday night, uh, number twenty-one Dayton, which was which is a cool victory for them, uh, which they haven't beaten a non-conference top twenty-five team since two thousand thirteen when they played Arizona when Arizona was ranked third. Damn. I was at that game, I, I, so that's why I know that highlight pretty well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was uh, been pretty interesting so far with the with that. Um, UNLV three and zero undefeated. They're three and zero, but they played two cupcakes, and then but, but they did play number twenty one Dayton, and arguably, honestly, one of if not the best defensive game I've seen them play since we had Long Kruger as our coach. But Damn. currently, we they have Kevin Kruger who used to play for UNLV under his dad when we made the sweet 16 and all of that jazz. Um, so, and when Lon was over in um, Oklahoma, uh, the the year after he left UNLV, got him all the way to the elite eight. So yeah, I'm really happy that the Kruger family's here. And Kevin last year went five over 500 with a ragtag group of players. Um, but their defense on Tuesday was insane um going into that dayton was number four in turnovers um produced and unlv uh forced 24 turnovers in that game damn so it was it was really fun and that's not me just trying to hype up my team and i know about that that was a legitimate good upset um and uh it was a good upset and in pretty dominating fashion they were down 12 at one point and they came back and, and uh in the second half and only held Dayton to 20 points in the second half. But um if you go watch any highlights of that uh Gonzaga, Texas game, you should. The crowd from start to finish was just on their feet, electric. It it was like you were watching a Duke Blue Devils game yeah. where the, the the fans and the students are in it like it's if they lose that game, they die. Kind of thing. Uh, it, it was it was fun to watch um and then the double ot game um which duke was duke was playing another ranked team i don't remember who it was um they had a lot of heavy hitters in that tournament and michigan state beat you know uh beat kentucky and they just kept showing all the the other two teams duke and i forget who they played but like looking out the tunnel watching the the double ot game because they were going on next um, so that was, that was a fun one. So those would be, I would say the three 
notable games. Um, Duke lost to uh, Kansas. Kansas. So yeah, and Kansas was ranked, I think, like fifth or something like that. Uh, Duke six. was fourth. Six, six and four is what it was. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, good. I mean, that that that's that was a good one to watch. Um, I didn't watch the Duke game because uh, I was too busy watching the Rebel game um, after the the nice loss to the Sharks, but that was fun. Um, so do you want to touch on some NBA before we go here? Um, yes. Uh, I got to go find my kid. So continue doing this. Yeah. The so NBA has kind of I don't want to say it's been consistent since the last time we talked about it because it's been I don't believe we talked about it on the last episode so it might have been a week or two at this point but the Bucks have kind of kind of fallen back you know they were obviously undefeated for a while and then I believe they got they got beat by the Hawks I believe and now they're 11 and 3 which would be great if it wasn't for the Celtics re-emerging as the top team in the Eastern Conference obviously they went to the NBA Finals last year but the Celtics and at the moment I mean I don't think anybody's playing better basketball than Jason Tatum I think at this moment he would be the MVP even though you know uh Giannis hasn't been playing bad the Celtics have just been playing better as a team they're obviously Curry I mean I well, mean, so here's the thing. I know I, I may have missed what you were talking. Did you talk about the slump of the Warriors? No, I'm in the Eastern okay. right now. Okay, but go for it. I was actually talking about the reemergence of your team, the Celtics, oh, the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. as the um, number one team on the East side, which but you're is saying that Tatum, I could agree with you on Tatum being a current MVP, but it's not always about MVP should be about teams that are the players that are the best for your team at the moment. Um and I think Curry, I mean, Curry, they still lost the other night, but he put up over 50 points. Oh, he put up oh. 50 points against a Suns team that just wiped the floor with them. But as far as the Eastern Conference go, it's definitely Celtics, Bucks, and then my Cleveland Cavaliers team that I'm rooting for. They've lost five in a row. They are now the fourth seed at eight and six. They're kind of just... Uh, yeah losing all the momentum they started with obviously that has to do with a couple of their guys being injured I believe Donovan Mitchell is still out at the moment or he's been out for a little bit for just like a freak you know slipping on the floor accident that messed up his uh legs so as you continue with the NBA um it's my turn to go change a poopy diaper so this will be my signing off I'll (laughs) let you finish up on the NBA adios bj and fans and leave some comments we we were we're looking forward to people trying to comment on our our, on our podcast and as bj was said he would argue back with you so uh yeah go with that there you go adios casino have a good one everybody yeah we'll see you monday monday uh so yeah just uh wrap up the nba talk the celtics bucks obviously have asserted themselves cavaliers falling back hawks kind of being in that third spot you know as they uh usually are you know with always in the mix they just have never had that like superstar player to put them over you know the better nba teams especially in the east you know when lebron was there and uh obviously with Giannis and now contending with the Celtics team obviously the Sixers they've kind of been back and forth with the Hawks have found Trey Young but he's you know 
one of the best players in the NBA, but for some reason we haven't really seen him have that much playoff success. I know he upset the Sixers last year, but I don't know. Just the Hawks always feel like they're just one piece away, even with Trey Young. Maybe he will be the piece that finally gets them over the hump. I don't know why I'm talking about them like they're dead when they're in third place, but yeah, that's just... I guess the Sixers bias in me, but speaking of the Sixers, we have the Sixers heat and bulls nets at the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12. I obviously think those three teams were projected to be better than they are, but just for one reason or another, each of those teams just kind of have fatal flaws in their team chemistry or team build that is kind of setting them back. And then you have Raptors, Pacers, Wizards, Knicks that are kind of just hanging around in that five, six, seven, eight spot with nine and seven, seven, six, eight and seven, eight and seven. So I don't really know if those are playoff caliber teams. We're still obviously too early in the season. So we'll see how everything kind of levels out. As far as the Western conference side of things, we have the trailblazers shockingly at the number one position, 10 and four. We have the Suns, Nuggets, Jazz, two, three, four jazz, obviously losing the last three, which they're also kind of feel like they're losing momentum where at one point people were saying they were the best team in the Western conference. So we'll see Pelicans, Grizzlies, Mavericks fun to watch, but they just don't. The Pelicans have won three. The Grizzlies Mavericks have lost two and then one. Those teams always just feel like they're as good as they are bad. They always kind of just feel like middling and like they should be better. Like we talked about with the Heat and uh, Sixers and stuff. They're just missing pieces. The surprising team of this season has been the Kings who just beat. uh, I can't remember who they beat. Let me click on the Kings. They just uh, did a big upset and I actually watched that game. Oh, the Nets where they just completely blew them out 153 to 121. Crazy. And then the two games before that, they beat the Warriors and the Lakers. So before the season, if you would have said the Sacramento Kings beat Lakers, Warriors, and Nets in a row, like I don't care what part of the season, I feel like people would be like, no way. You're crazy. But Kings showing something. They're showing, uh, a fight and how they're winning these games nobody knows but if you're watching the games I mean they just put up almost 160 points against a Nets team that has Kevin Durant on it so I don't care what issues are going on with the Nets that's still uh impressive but yeah so that's the surprises definitely during this NBA season NBA season's still pretty young at this point but definitely entertaining they've had some great games uh Lakers three and ten not much to talk about there. Casino had talked about this before. He left the Warriors losing to the Suns last night, despite Curry putting up 50 points. So, yeah, a weird season. A lot of different teams at the top, which always, at least on the Western side. On the East side, we still have Celtics, Bucks, Hawks kind of right there. Cavaliers obviously sliding back a little, but when they get their guys back, maybe they'll jump the Hawks or just be a better team at that fourth spot. So, yeah. NBA's good. And then uh last thing I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about with this casino, but he obviously had to go for father issues, is the NCAA football, college football. We have the you know end of the season nearing. We have the college playoffs kind of being set up as what they are. Right now, we have a solid four at 
undefeated Georgia, undefeated Ohio State, Michigan and TCU also undefeated at one, two, three, four. Ohio State, Michigan, they don't play this week, but they play next week, which will be a big, big game. Hopefully they both survive teams. They should survive this week, but in college football, anything can happen any week where they both are 11 and 0, you know, big, big matchup. Ohio State, Michigan, definitely one of those teams will obviously win. It'll maybe will catapult them to number one. I don't see why it wouldn't, but maybe Georgia just is too dominant in the games they've played to where the the committee just keeps them at one. So the interesting thing will be after that happens, after the Michigan Ohio state game, doesn't matter who wins. Cause right. Somebody has to fall back it, but it's like, how far do they fall back? Do you put a TCU team that every like, you know, college predictor was uh saying oh tcu definitely loses to texas they obviously don't and then they kind of that was a weird game but it was still a victory against the team everybody picked to beat tcu they won 17 to 10 so it wasn't in dominating fashion i watched that game the TCU that TCU team is weird I don't know I don't know what to make of them I feel like they're a lot like Clemson even though they're a little like Clemson this year they're kind of there on name brand but they're also good but not as good as their record indicates I don't know I just don't trust this Clemson or I just don't I didn't trust the Clemson team and they obviously lost I don't trust this TCU team but I do think they will uh win out on their uh big 12 schedule they obviously play baylor this weekend which baylor is six and four so it's not a gimme by any means the uh, baylor has shown flashes of being good this season and then they play iowa state which is up it's not showing me the iowa i don't know where is it Oh, Iowa State's one and six. So yeah, they should dominate them. So really the last test for TCU before, you know, big 12 championship is this week against a above average to good uh, Baylor team. So we'll see then, but then that's where it gets really interesting because Michigan, Ohio State, one of those teams going to lose. It's going to knock one of them out of presumably the four uh, the top four, which are obviously the only ones that get into the playoffs. So then you have to have the conversation where do you put Tennessee in there? Do you put LSU? Do you put USC? I think Alabama, I think that's where it stops. I don't think you're putting a two loss Alabama team in there. So I really do think it's going to be Tennessee. Tennessee obviously has the big Alabama win. And then they have a loss to, um, they have a loss to Georgia 27 to 13. I watched that game as well. That game never felt close. Georgia basically dominated that whole game, but they also, you know, I don't know. That's just that one loss. They had the big college football moment beating Alabama. Tennessee obviously has the, the Heisman, you know, I don't think he's front runner anymore, but Heisman caliber talent at quarterback with Hendon hooker. So I don't know. This this last couple of weeks is going to be really interesting. I do think it becomes I do think the top 4 ends up being Georgia. 
I think Michigan beats Ohio State. I think it's finally time for John Harbaugh to get that big, or Jim Harbaugh, I'm sorry, to get that big win. So I do think it's Georgia, or it's going to end up being Georgia, Michigan. I think TCU beats Baylor, especially because they avoided that Texas upset. So Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and I think it's going to be Tennessee. I could see... I don't think an eight and two LSU gets in. I could see a USC with one loss if they run the table, win the big 12 or I'm sorry, big 12 pack 12 championship. I do think they sneak in there. And then I feel like that would be good for college football, right? Because you have the sec represented in Georgia. You have the uh, big 10 represented in Michigan you have the Big 12 and TCU, and then a USC, I think, would jump Tennessee, so you would have the Pac-12. So you'd have four power conferences represented in the uh, place, uh, playoff at the end of college football, you know, where they decide the championship. So I don't know why I said it that weird way, but you get what I'm saying. So I think that would be good for college football to have those different conferences represented in there. But will that happen? I don't know. I don't know if the committee would put a one loss USC team over a one loss Tennessee game or team, but we'll see college football getting really good. That's all we had for this week. We covered the whole wide world spectrum of sports. Uh, This has been the only sports podcast. I'm obviously Will. That was Casino. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Go to our YouTube page, the only sports podcast for exclusive YouTube only videos. We posted our reaction to the Eagles being beaten by the commanders to end their undefeated season. We posted that exclusive video over on YouTube and it was like a 40 minute discussion where we got into a bunch of stuff. So if you want to hear about that or just like us, go check that out. Spotify, Apple music, Google podcast or Apple podcast, wherever you get your podcast stitcher, go uh, subscribe to us. Check us out. If you want to see our beautiful faces, go to our YouTube channel. So yeah, only sports podcast. This is Will. That was Casino. And uh, we'll see you Monday after a good weekend of sports. Hopefully. Fingers crossed it's entertaining.